0: this morning, God, that every single time that we come into your presence, God, we can expect a miracle, and we thank you for the power that we find here in your presence, but we set our hearts on what you want to do in us and through us today. God, come and have your way in us. We pray in Jesus' name. I will live for the moments where I'm still in your presence. All noise dies down. Lord, speak to me now. You have all my attention. I will linger and listen. I can't miss it. Come on, we sing, Lord, I know. Lord, I know my heart wants more of you. My heart wants something new, so I surrender all. Sing all I want, because all I want is to live within your love. Be undone by who you are. My desire is to know. into the wind, I am desperate for a touch of heaven, you're the fire in the morning, you're the cool in the evening, the breath in my soul, the life in my bones, there is no hesitation in your love and affection. It's the sweetest of all. Jesus, have your way in me. Come on, every voice, let sing this morning. Open up my heart to you. Jesus. I open up my heart to you. To you this morning god you are welcome here in this place god all we want is to know your love God, to be closer to your heart than we were before when we came into this place today and we take these moments God, to tell you how much we love you we give you our highest and our best praise and everybody said Come on, everybody, said, Amen. Well, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. We're so glad you're here. Why don't you take a minute, step out from your seat, and welcome somebody to church today.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome these beautiful families coming to dedicate their children to the Lord. Come on, put your hands together and welcome them. I am so grateful every week for the dream team that serves all of our children. They're in our nursery serving effectively every time we have service. And our leader, our pastor over all early childhood is Crystal Lee. She's the best. Would you welcome her today?
2: Thank you. All right, well, let's welcome each family. And we're going to start right down here with Miss Jolene Marie Conway. Parents are Wyatt and Caitlin. Let's clap it up for them. Awesome. Next, we have Jeremiah John Iadil. And parents are Matthew and Texie. Big sister, Sarah. Next, we have Ava K. House. Mom is Candace and Big Brother Emerson. Next, we have three wonderful kiddos being dedicated today. We have Mackenzie Grace Lamb, Gage Maverick Lamb, and Maddox Jeffrey Lamb. Parents are Bobby and Rhiannon. Next we have Cruz Ray Mathis. Parents are Casey and Brooke, and Big Brother is Bodie. Next we have Riker Frances Parker. Parents are John and Alexis and Big sister Kyleen. Next, we have Ryan, Elise, Siggenthaler, and mom is Savannah. And next, we have Gunner, David, Hugh, Watson. Parents are David and Leani, and big brothers and sisters, Cody, Caleb, Christian, and Emma.
1: Isn't this incredible? This says so much about this church and it says so much about these amazing parents. And we as an entire church stand with you in the role and opportunity responsibility you've been given and we want it to be the best. We want God's protection and leadership in your life every day. So as we dedicate these children to the Lord, would you stand with me everyone? Moses was very clear about investment in our children, and he called it a heritage of the Lord. It is to shape a concept, a biblical concept of God and Jesus Christ and what it means to be a Christian. Let's pray that these homes would make Christ the center. That's what they're already doing, and that these parents will be so blessed, and these children will just grow up in that kind of love and leadership. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your overwhelming presence in this place. Thank you for each child that we bring before you in dedication. Thank you for each parent. God, we stand here in the sovereign plan. As our lives unfold, we recognize it is you who are who is ordering our steps. So in submission and gratitude, we offer ourselves to do whatever we can to support these families in help marking their lives, being image bearers. Lord, to help them to know your goodness and your grace so that they too can say yes to you and follow you. We know that you have plans for each of them, plans that are good, plans that are ordained. We pray that those plans be realized. Bless these parents, bless these children in the name of the Father, the Son, and the holy spirit and everybody said amen Amen. i want you to make the greatest praise to these awesome people come on god bless all of you today amen amen you can be seated pastor justin is coming in just a moment but uh There's something that I had planned to say in today's service. I was gonna say it later, but now is the time. And I haven't written anything about this because I wanted you to see me and hear me when I say it. But the law that was signed in in New York State by the governor of New York this week, it grieves my heart as a follower of Jesus. And just standing here dedicating these children to the Lord, what we are doing is affirming the dignity of human life. And a law like that literally evaporates the dignity of human life. And so as a follower of Jesus, as, as a church that is built on biblical value, I just want you to know I stand in stark opposition to to anything that it is un it is unspeakable. Now listen, this this is not me in opposition to a person. Uh, this isn't my viewpoint. This is the biblical standard. And so we are just saying we honor God in this. It, it, so it's not political or personal. It is straight up. God has made this so abundantly clear, and we choose His way always. The Bible, no matter what political persuasion you come in here with, the Bible is absolutely the moral authority of life. And it is so clear on this. So I have two passions. One passion would be uh, clarity in, in my heart and my position of life and the dignity of human life. But two, for anybody that's made this choice equal to that passion of opposition is my heart of grace that reaches out to you, that we would be a church that you would feel welcome and grace and let us walk this out with you in healing and hope. Secondly, if you are considering a choice like that, that we also would be the kind of church that doesn't ostracize you, but we would help you in the wisdom of the decisions that you're confronted with. Hey, the world is darker than it's ever been. Absolutely, the world is at its worst. So the great opportunity is for the church to be at her best. This is our opportunity. Not to rise up and and just be known for anger, but to rise up and be known for direction, clarity, opportunity, hope, purpose. Hey, we are the good news. We're the good news to the broken and the hopeless. And in all of the confusion, we rise with the voice of clarity. We're not conformed to the pattern of this world. We're transformed by the pattern of biblical value. God bless you, everybody, for your heart. And now. Absolutely. Pass it to you, Pastor Don't Justin. Don't
3: you so appreciate Pastor Ron and his leadership? I'm so excited that Pastor Ron and Kelly have been our lead pastors for almost nine years now, and they're actually celebrating their 10-year anniversary of being here at the church. And so we are so thankful that our, they're our senior pastors. We're going to take a moment in these next few weeks to recognize them. There will be baskets in the lobby for you to give them your appreciation. But one more time, can we just tell them how thankful we are for godly leadership? for this church. Yeah, they deserve every bit of it. As we were contemplating that today, you may be seated. It was crazy to think that he's been my pastor for 25% of my life. That's that's significant. So he's been a significant influence in my life. I love them. If you're new to the church this morning, hey, I want you to know you've picked an incredible church. We love this place. We love the community that's created. In just a few minutes, there will be a black book that passes down the aisle. It is our attendance book. If you're new and you're a guest, please feel free to just fill out your information there. We'd love to connect with you. Or right in front of you, there's what we call a connect card. You can grab that, fill it out. And I can promise you, you want to be involved with what God is doing. Doing here at the church. If you've been attending for a while and haven't had a chance to check out Growth Track, it is the way to go the farthest, fastest here at our church. Growth Track 101 is kicking off next Sunday, 9 o'clock upstairs. Pastor Cody and Barry do an incredible job of getting you connected. Make sure that you check that out. Go be a part of Growth Track so you can figure out all the great things that are happening. Our student ministry is preparing for missions trips this summer. There is an informational meeting that's going to be happening. Where are you at, Impact? You here? Man, I love uh, missions, obviously short-term missions trips. They're gonna have an informational meeting. If you're a parent, make sure that you see Pastor Nate. The information is your bulletin to be a part of that World Impact informational meeting. Find out everywhere they're going, what you need to know, so that your cal- child can go and be a difference. We are just about two weeks away from Night to Shine, and we are excited about all that's gonna be happening. We have over 700 guests signed up for Night to Shine, but here's the thing, I still need your help. If you haven't signed up yet, you've been waiting for that last moment, you wanna wait and procrastinate and think this is my opportune time, pull out your phone now and text 313131. Text the, the word SHINE to 313131. You'll get a form to fill out. Here's what I can promise you. If you haven't been a part of this night, it will bless you. It is one of those moments that is very rare and special in this community. We will have people coming from all over the Northeastern part of Oklahoma, kings and queens in the special needs community, and I need your help to be a Buddy, to be a host so that we can make sure that they have the most incredible night that they've ever had i know we can do it pull out your phone please if you can't fill that out now just save it send it that way that you can be a part of this very special night as the ushers move into place this morning i'm going to give you an opportunity to give your giving has made us able to do all the incredible things that god has called us to do and i know that once again when you have this opportunity as god lays it on your heart you will meet uh, just what god has laid on there to continue to allow us to do ministry here in this community. Let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are. God, you are a good God. We give you praise for all that you're doing. God, we stand here and celebrate these children that you've blessed these families with. God, we celebrate all that you've done in our lives, in this church. And God, we look expectantly to what you're going to do in this service. God, we thank you that you allow us to be your hands and feet for this community and this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
4: that remains even when we don't deserve it. We worship you, Jesus. Jesus. Hold me now in the hands that created the heavens. Find me now where the grace runs as deep as your scars.
0: Here I stand, high in surrender, I need you. Sing, hold my heart.
4: Hold my heart
0: now and forever, my soul cries out. Here I stand, here I stand, high in surrender.
1: one more thing. Let's say thanks to an amazing worship team. Thank you guys. Wow. So powerful. You may be seated this morning. I want to thank all of you who came out to help make the first family night uh, such a strong start. Wasn't Wednesday night amazing? I'm still challenged by the power of the word we received the atmosphere of God's presence was so awesome, and, and, and you brought it. You, you came expectant, and we are already on the countdown to the next one with Pastor Denny Duran, and it will keep uh, moving us forward. I, I'm, I'm able to tell you, uh, I don't think revival's coming. I think it's here. Come on, church. We're, we're in a special, special season. So just keep praying, keep processing. One more amazing acknowledgement before we get into God's message for us today is uh, this past week on Wednesday, our governor, Governor Stitt came to town to make a very important announcement. This awesome lady right here, Donna Grottle, who has been our Oklahoma Teacher of the Year and fulfilling a year representing Oklahoma in that incredible honor, and it will go until like July. She has now, by the announcement that was made on Wednesday, she is now among the four finalists for National Teacher of the Year. Amen. Donna, would you stand? This is Donna Grotto, everybody. Donna, come on up. Come on, put your hands together. This. Is an absolute amazing honor. We honor you today. She was in our first service. That's the service she normally attends. And I said to everybody there, and you can be seated, um, it's a gift to me to know someone like Donna. And years ago, when she sat down with me and shared with me her vision as a teacher, it it just ignited such uh, incredible hope in my heart and I've watched it. I've watched her take students to Kenya. I've watched her do things in this community. Uh, I have watched her personal influence on these students and uh, you are certainly worthy of this honor and thank you for being such a shining light. Uh, This is a person in the mainstream uh, just fulfilling what it is to be a compelling witness. So we join our whole state in honoring you and you're the best. One more time, everybody. Donna Grotto, bless you guys. Donna and her husband will be exiting to go to an appointment, but she was willing to stay for this part of our service too so that we could acknowledge her. I wanna take you to Ephesians chapter one today. And in our full signal, best year yet journey, we come to this passage. And I want you to just take in each word, each verse, and, and it'll just stack up in our hearts to be power living. So here's what it says, starting at verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Focus on the word enlightened. Enlightened. That word means to see something that's already there. There was a man who was on the beach. There was actually a boardwalk with different stores. One was a a place that sold sunglasses. He wanted to go in there because his glasses were dirty, and he thought he could purchase something to clean them, or maybe they would clean them. When he went in, the person at the desk said, yeah, I'd be happy to clean your glasses, and while I do, you should try these on. Well, the guy didn't go in to buy glasses, and he's like, this guy's trying to sell me on these glasses. And I didn't come in here to buy them, but he's willing to clean mine, so I'll try these on. The guy said, when you try them on, make sure you stare out at the ocean. And when the guy did, he was blown away because he had a pair of glasses that had polarized lenses. And as he looked out, he literally saw things like, like boats that were out there that he didn't see before he put on those glasses so he wasn't seeing something that was there for the first time he was seeing something that was already there because his vision was different because of the different lenses Paul is saying and this might be the most helpful part of this message to some in the room the prayer is an adjustment of perspective and it's it's this just like Those sunglasses were able to eliminate glare that the others couldn't so that things could be seen that otherwise were invisible. What Paul is saying is that circumstances don't have to change. It's just that our perspective needs to change. And that it would be unrealistic for me to present that all circumstances will change immediately. What is realistic is that in the midst of the circumstance where the glare of the challenge of, that, of this present time in your life may make the Lord's presence invisible to you, the prayer for this enlightenment causes you to see, hey, God's still with you. God is still at work. You are not going to be taken down by this problem. You're going to make it through. Let me just be the voice of God to your heart today. God is out in front. God is involved. God will never fail. God will win this battle no matter how long. God will bring you through. A change of perspective. Last year, I gave a message on depression. I am passionate to help people that are caught in that trap. It became the most talked about, the most rewatched, the most shared of all the messages of 2018. And the reason is because so many people deal with this. And I I see another word of encouragement. I want to take you back to this verse. So it's coming back on the screen. And notice that the enlightenment is a prayer that the eyes of our heart would know. And the wording here is the hope of our calling. Anytime you're discouraged or depressed, you get isolated and disconnected. And you forget that you are a person of purpose. And when you're dealing with the challenge of discouragement and life becomes meaninglessness or meaningless, your hope just evaporates. And so I'm reaching to somebody who's discouraged today, maybe even depressed. My prayer for you is this prayer that the eyes of your heart will know, cause you to know the hope of your calling, hope and purpose go together. Hope and reason for living go together. You wouldn't be here and breathing today if God didn't have a purpose for your life. There are plans for you. Matter of fact, Paul went on to write how there are things set in motion for you by God before you were even born. And if you say, but how can I fulfill that? Look at what has happened. Hey, pain is the price you pay for greater influence. So nothing has been wasted. I'm sorry for the low valleys. We've all had to walk on this journey, but God is the shepherd of the lowest valley. God is the faithful father and leader. And here we are today still with breath in our lungs. We have a plan and we have a purpose. Hope rises when you know your life matters. Be encouraged today. So perspective is how we live full signal. The right perspective. Then let's continue with the passage. This prayer is that the eyes of our heart would be opened so that we would know the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. I talked last week about the influence of our relationship with God and how it is important that we understand the relationship we have with others. I am so thankful for the people in my life. And what Paul is saying here is don't miss it. God's glorious riches that that's like an inheritance. So the wealth, the deposit in your life, it is God's blessing through people. Don't miss that because we all have lived long enough to know that people can be our greatest challenge. People can make us want to say, thank, I'm thankful for you, but I'm about done with all these people around me. And it will disconnect us from one of the ways that God chooses to bless us the most. And that is through people. Some of you find this so automatic because you've been blessed with the kind of care and love. Some of you have a different story, but we're all the same in this. We need each other. We need people in our lives and we need the right people in our lives. I'm 53 and I'm richer than I've ever been when it comes to relationship. And I'm grateful for the people in my life. There have been some people that have been hurtful along the way. And there have been times that I had to to say, God, help me to fall back in love with people. There have been times that I had to say, Lord, I, I love believing in people and I need to get back to that strong faith to believe that that people can be anything you've made them to be. You know, things happen and you and, and, and you can lose that at times. So God, pray, I pray my perspective, my heart be changed so that I don't miss this. This past uh, Thursday had the homegoing service of my uncle, my dad's oldest brother, 88 years old, my uncle Jack. And uh, about 4 or 5 days before he passed away, knowing that the time of his transition to heaven was near, I called him. And uh, they held the phone up to his ear. And I said, Uncle Jack, I'm praying for you. I love you. And in that feeble, weakened situation that he was in physically, he said, I love you. So all I ever knew from him was love and support and encouragement. And, and I'm rich because of that. Uh, there's something that has shaped my life because of loving parents that have loved me and they, they taught me what it means, like these parents that dedicated their children will teach their children what it means to love and to love God and to love well. And, and that makes me a wealthy person today. It's not about money. Those things pass away. It's not about material things. Those things pass away. What's lasting is the influence of relationship. Aren't you thankful for those loyal people in your life? Aren't you thankful for those people that make life fun, inspiring, adventurous? I've been married 30 years and Kelly and I, uh, it's never been better. We're on this adventure. Uh, the, the single greatest blessing in my life outside of my salvation is my wife, Kelly. It's awesome. Man, in the first service, I got on Ross talking about how fun our relationship is, how adventurous. And, and I said, and we have intense fellowship. And I didn't say the first part of that. And the first part of that is we argue at times, but we don't argue. We have intense fellowship. But I left that first part out for a while. And, and yeah, so I'll just leave that right there. We'll just park that. You can imagine it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I guess that's true. Well, anyway, uh, back. So on Christmas Day, we were in Virginia and Kelly was going to do a lot of cooking for all the family that was coming over. We were at her sister's house. And on Christmas Eve, we went to two Christmas Eve church services to be with our kids. So the ingredients for this dish she was going to make are going to have to be purchased on Christmas morning. It's going to be a very busy morning. And so I said, let me go to the grocery store and get the ingredients for you. It'll help you be doing other stuff. Now, I rarely go to the grocery store. So that's important to note. So when I walked in and I had a napkin where she had written every ingredient, I didn't know that the parentheses out beside some of those ingredients were where she had made notes to herself of things she was going to do to those ingredients. So when I walked in with that napkin and this huge, you know, super grocery store, I just found the first employee and I said to this lady, I said, here's a $20 bill. And I said, if you will walk this store with me, let's just go hunting. Let's just go right to where these items are. Let's get them And she goes, I'll be happy to help you. She goes, it's my second day here. (laughs) She goes, that's why I'm working on Christmas day because I don't have any seniority. She goes, but I'll help you. I go, well, you know more than me. So we get going and we're doing pretty well. But some of the items, you know, the parentheses and what was written there was kind of throwing me off. And so we come to this item and you got to understand the lady with me, she's starting to wonder if the $20 is going to be worth it because we've been there a while. And I said, okay, I need a can of white corn. Listen to this, drained. <laughs> that's what it said. And so the lady goes, that's white corn right there. And she's getting a little frustrated at this point. She picks up, she says, see here, it says white corn. I go, is it drained? She took it and she shook it. She goes, almost. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't know if parentheses meant. That's what Kelly was going to do to the white court. See, so it's just fun, man. Relationships are fun. I'm thankful for people that make me dream bigger. How about you? I'm thankful for people that make me inspired, motivated. Uh, you just around them. Your faith is stronger. Uh, I'm thankful for people that make me laugh. And, hey, get a lot of those people in your life. Life has enough negative. Put people around you that when you're with them, You just laugh. So that's what Paul is talking about. You get the right perspective. And then you realize the gift of people to you. That's his glorious riches, his inheritance in his people. Put your hands together for each other today. We are an amazing fellowship. I thank God for you. I love praying with you. I love serving with you. I love worshiping with you. I love making a difference in this community. I love making a difference in this world. We're not just a crowd on a Sunday. We're a congregation. We are a fellowship. We are the Lord's church and the gates of hell can't stop us. We're empowered by God. Come on, come on, get into that today. Thank God for the church, for each other. Now watch what he says. Let's keep going. I pray, he says, that you understand the need of a right perspective and the blessing of people so that you're relationally rich and that you would know his incomparably great power. It's for you. It's for all of us who believe. When you read the different versions about God's power, uh, one version says his incredible power. One says his extravagant power. Another his immeasurable power. And so what's happening is in the English language, we are stretching to find a word that builds out of the original language of the New Testament, which was Greek. We're trying to find a word that reaches up to the height of what's being communicated. And so it's our best effort at trying to describe the power of God. And so Paul said, okay, let me illustrate. If if it's hard to describe it in a word, let's use an illustration. And I want you to see the illustration that Paul is about to use to communicate the power that's in you and me as believers. This is not power that's out there somewhere. This is the power that, that is at work in you and me. And let me just tell you in advance, let let this rush in to your heart. If there's any challenge in your life, you're about to see the power that has no match. If you feel ineffective for some reason, you're about to see the power that can raise you to a self that's truly greater than yourself. Let's go. You ready? Here's the illustration. That power is the same as the mighty strength he, God, exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. I love that. The power that God exerted when he raised Jesus from the dead, that's the power that's in you and me. That's a good place for an amen. He exerted this when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Watch this, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. That's the power that's in you and me today. Amen. So one reason we may struggle to really be moved by this description of power, this illustration of power, is if you've been raised in church, you know that not even death is an enemy. Just like my uncle who passed away. His homegoing service was Thursday, but when he took his last breath here, he took his first breath in the presence of God. See, that's our theology. That's the biblical truth about this life and eternal life. That this life is just part of the journey, and it's a very small part of the journey compared to eternity. If you have loved ones that are already there, be encouraged. They're in the perfect presence of a living savior. Just like my uncle is now reunited with his mom and with his sisters. We grieve and the grief is real, but it's not without hope that there is a day of reunion. Aren't you thankful that this is not all there is? It's just part of the journey. Now, why is that? Because death has been defeated. And don't pass over that too quickly. Let me show you how the writer of Hebrews describes this. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil. Who had the power of death? Who owned the power of death? The devil. But who broke that power? Jesus. How? By his death and his resurrection. That's how he brings freedom to all. Watch how Paul or how John talked about this in revelation. So John's getting this picture, this revelation of Jesus, and he falls down at his feet and his right hand, the hand of Jesus pulled me upright. His voice reassured me. Don't fear. I'm first. I'm last. I'm alive. This is the man who was there when Jesus died. Of all the disciples, most of them uh, moved into retreat when it came time for Jesus to be crucified. John was right there. Jesus looked down from the cross, said to this man, take care of my mom. John was there. And notice what Jesus is saying. I died. John knew it. He was there. But I came to life And my life is now forever. And I love this. See these keys in my hand? This is so good. These keys, and they're the only set. And I have them. And they open and lock death's door. And they open and lock hell's gates. The devil doesn't have these anymore. His authority was literally stripped away. I made a public spectacle of the devil and demons when I died and rose again. And the power that broke the chains of death and the power that gave me dominion over the devil, this resurrection power, Paul says, is now in you and me. Come on. That's the power that's in us. Let's make it even more practical. So this is the power that allows you and I to be a new person at salvation. This is the power that takes all of our sin and forgives them. This is the power that puts us in right relationship with God, makes us righteous before God. This is the power that gives you a new life and a new heart and a new perspective. And today, if you're not saved, you're a simple, sincere prayer away from the greatest choice you'll ever make and that is salvation, to be saved. And this is the power to make that happen. Secondly, this is the power to fulfill mission. This is the the power to accomplish the vision that God has for your life. Someone recently said to me, if I just have more talent, I could do what I'm called to do. And that means if I take that approach, that my talent has to equal my vision. If your talent equals your vision, your vision is too small because I'm not to accomplish the mission by talent, but by power. What about talent? Talent's great. God gave it to you. And I want to keep learning. I don't want to ever stop. I want to grow, develop, increase uh, my abilities to be useful to God. But all of that will always be supplemental. What is the difference maker is the power. Let's imagine that this ball of water represents my talent. And this square represents my vision. That's how it should look. My talent is not equal to the vision. So now if the vision is going to be accomplished, I must. I'm dependent. I'm desperate for the power of God. God, give me, give us a vision so big that unless we have your power, it will never get done. It's not about talent. It's about power that's at work in you and me. Come on, get into this. Paul said he's ordained good works for us to do even before we were born. How do we do them? By the power that is at work in us, not by the talent, but by the power. Talent has its place. But listen, I'm not equal to the challenge of this very moment. All of us, different people, different attitudes, different personalities, a different frame of reference, equal to as many people in the room, different stories, some never so happy, some never so discouraged, some sick, some broken, some just on the mountaintop. And and I'm like that little sack lunch up against so many who were hungry. How in the world, after a service like this, do you have somebody sitting over here say, it's like that message was just for me? And someone way over here, different in their story as where they're sitting, say, it's like that message was for me. Because in this moment, it isn't talent. I have given my talent in prayer. I've given my talent in preparation. But right now, God, he has to raise me to a self that's greater than myself so that the multitude can be fed all at the same time. Hey, we overcome by the power of God, not our wisdom, not come on church, not our talent. It's the power of God that breaks the stronghold. (laughs) Opposition. This, this power means there's nothing greater than, so no opposition succeeds. So whatever you're up against today, It's not greater than the power of God. Like David, if something's in your path, like a giant, you can say the battle is the Lord's. Like David, you can say God's going to bring the giant down. Like David, you can say the same God who gave me victory in the past is about to give me victory right here and now. It's the power of God. Let me show you how Paul described that. This is all-inclusive right here. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're not a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. And no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. You are making it. You will make it. You're on the winning side. You have won the victory. You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory today, church. Jesus died. He rose again. That power's in you. It demolishes the strongholds of hell. Come on, let's celebrate our victory in the mighty name of Jesus. As the worship team comes, I'll close with this this last part of the passage. And God placed all things under his feet. He appointed him to be head over everything for the church. He's our leader, which is his body. That's us. And now watch this. The fullness of Jesus fills everything in every way. Full signal. The word full is one of my key words for the year because I know what it is to be full of doubt. And I know what it is to be full of stress. I know what it is to be full of fear. And maybe you do too. And I wanna live full of the right perspective, full of the riches of the relationships that God's put in my life, full of incredible, immeasurable, extravagant, incomparably great power. I wanna live full signal. How about you? Let's go for it church, come on. Stand with me everybody as you stand today. Just close your eyes in the presence of God. A couple of challenges. First of all, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, do you realize that you are just a simple prayer away? Do you realize that you can cross that line today? And it is the most dramatic, incredible, powerful choice you'll ever make. Paul writing, he said, the old things will pass away. That's talking about a nature of sin. An identity that's marked by shame and guilt. What Paul is saying is that you will become a new creation. Notice it's not a different person, it's a new person. The depth and the power of God's grace. Do you need Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? You say, That's me. I need that life-changing experience and relationship. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right now? I'll pray for you. Somebody, yeah, thank you. Someone else? Someone else, you just like, that's me. Lift it up, keep it up. All right, let's work our way through this. Who needs a right perspective today? Who would say, that's the part of the message. I'm drawn to that because I need that. I'm the glare of suffering and present challenge. It's making the role of Christ in my life invisible. And I need the eyes of my heart to be enlightened. I need to be reminded that I have a purpose and there's hope in that purpose. If that's you, would you just lift your hand and say, that's me right there. That one was for me. All right, good. See, that's the Lord. Some of you are living in relational challenges and you need some relationships to be reconciled. You need some relationships to be renewed you need some bridges to be built to close that gap so you the challenge to you is to be thankful for the people in your life and to say Lord help me help me in these in my relational world I promise you it can change that's the power of God at work in you is to help those relationships be healthy if that's the word for you just lift your hands and Say that one that's where I am All right, finally, who here is wanting to dream bigger, but you you measure yourself against the vision and you don't feel adequate and you see it now, it's about power, not talent. And you would be willing to respond and say, God, I'm gonna be desperate for your power. That's you, let me see your hand. All right. Who's up against such strong opposition that it's caused you to wonder if you're going to make it. I want you to know this word that I've read today, it is for you. You will make it. If you need that assurance as we pray, I want to see your hands. If that one's That's me. All right. So many hands. And here's what I want to do. I'm going to ask this team to begin to sing. And if you lifted your hand in any one of those or should have it, you just want to express a desperation for God as we sing I want you to begin to come forward and we're going to seek God together and we will experience him there's a promise in my heart over this service today and you're going to experience as you seek out of your need you're going to find him as the one who will who will work in response to your seeking so Lord I just pray I pray for an amazing altar response. I pray, God, for an amazing work of your Holy Spirit. The Word's gone forth. And now, open heaven over this place. Pierce through distractions and strongholds and, and, and work freedom, work salvation, work uh, the, the empowerment of our dream and our vision. Lord, work relationally. Just turn your spirit loose in this place. Come as we sing today.
0: Open up my heart to